now, time for Seafood News. Welcome back to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News staff writer Amanda Buckle. And I'm Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode is brought to you by Erna Barry's Reporter, the quarterly news magazine for the food industry professional, packed with the latest industry headlines, analysis, and trending articles. Contact Advertise at ErnaBerry.com to be a featured sponsor in the spring edition of The Reporter, which is distributed to thousands of protein industry professionals, including a 5,500 bonus distribution to attendees at Seafood Expo North America in Boston. Make sure you are in front of your customers. Now, believe it or not, this is Lauren's second to last podcast ever. Yes. Wait, actually, not ever. I am coming back. After a long vacation. And if one more person refers to my maternity leave as vacation, I'm going to flip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole point is that you're leaving me. I am. And the last time you left me alone on the podcast, I had to resort to doing Mrs. Doubtfire impressions. <laughs> but so. nobody knew the difference, right? <laughs> is this Lauren or is this Lauren? <laughs> I just snorted on, I just snorted on, on the you, podcast. And you were going to say it's on camera. On camera. <laughs> Somebody is watching us, I'm sure. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, by the time you come back from attorney leave, someone may have pulled the plug on this podcast. Or this podcast will go viral with the crazy seafood lady doing all the voices. and Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, this is the last podcast episode of 2018. So while we do have some new news to talk about, we are going to be talking about the stories that dominated the seafood news headlines in 2018. Shall we do the new news first? Sounds good to me. So with Christmas officially behind us, Amazon revealed that they had a record-breaking holiday season. According to the online retail giant, this year they had more items ordered worldwide than ever before. I'm going to say that I personally played a big role in that because I ordered most of my gifts online. What about you? Are you an in-store shopper or did you primarily order online? Oh, for sure online. Never an in-store shopper. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so obviously Amazon's online sales this holiday season were primarily made up of gifts. However, the company boasts that their Prime membership continued to grow with tens of millions of people starting Prime-free trials or paid memberships. Perks included with the Amazon Prime's membership include special deals at Whole Foods Market. While turkeys were the best-selling Prime deal at Whole Foods, Atlantic farm-raised salmon fillets were one of the best-selling items for Prime Now pickup at the grocery store. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I mean, I guess I'm surprised that shrimp wasn't one of the best-selling right. items, you know, just based on consumption numbers. But salmon is the second most popular consumed seafood, and it personally didn't make my Christmas Eve menu. Um, we had a feast of six fishes this year. Six fishes? Isn't it seven? Yes, but we just couldn't squeeze the last one in. <laughs> it, was just, it was too much. Uh, so what'd you have? Well, we started with a shrimp cocktail appetizer and tuna sashimi. Then we moved on to scallops with a side of lobster mashed potatoes. Wow. They yeah, were that so good. My dad made them. And at first I was like, don't ruin mashed potatoes. But then I'm, I had them and now I'm hooked. Um, and then we ran it out with stuffed clams and king crab legs. And obviously it was a lot of food. And we were eating from like noon until eight at night. So, but what about you guys? Uh, well, that sounds amazing. Um, I didn't, I had maybe the feast of one fish. Oh, what fish um, was it? Uh, I had a calamari appetizer. Ooh, okay. That's good. So, yeah, we went out to dinner for my mom's birthday on Christmas Eve, and just listening to 
all of the dishes that you guys consume. I'm very jealous. Yeah, I'm still. Full. I want to start that tradition. <laughs> it's a it's a fun one to start, but. I feel like it's a lot of pressure to do the seven fishes. It is. Did you have the seven and couldn't eat the sevens, or did you just do six? We just we just bought six, <laughs> yeah. and we're just like, forget it, because we it was initially going to be five, and then my dad threw in the tuna sashimi last minute. It nice. was a it was a rogue rogue pickup from from the seafood market, but um yeah, we had planned on last year we actually bought seven, and I think we got through four. Yeah, just because it was that is it was lot. too much, but my dad. My dad's a planner, so he actually, like, we have, like, seating times at our own house. Nice. My dad's like, Tell your dad, seat, seat one more <laughs> for next year. I will. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think Whole Foods, I mean, personally, I think this time of the year with people, you know, not, not wanting to honestly be in store shopping, it's just too chaotic and planning. I think right. the Prime Now pickup is is a really interesting option for shoppers and and obviously um turned out great for uh farm raised salmon this yeah. year so that's, i thought that was pretty cool nice yeah um anyway moving on to our next story uh cpac which consists of 10 like-minded leading seafood companies across north america announced that they have joined the global ghost gear initiative so the initiative was created in 2015 by world animal protection to combat lost and abandoned fishing gear and ghost gear is one of the biggest threats to the ocean, with an estimated 640,000 tons of fishing gear entering the oceans every year. That's a lot. That is a lot. Too much. Um, so uh, the Global Ghost Gear Initiative, they aim to tackle the issue um, to improve not only the health of uh, marine ecosystems, but safeguard human health and livelihoods and protect marine animals from harm. And I think that's something we can all get behind. Of course. Yeah. CPACT is made up of Albion Farms and Fisheries, Fortune Fish and Gourmet, Ipswich Shellfish Group, Santa Monica Seafood, Seacore Seafood, Seattle Fish Company, Stavis Seafood, and Euclid Fish Company. The organization is the first of its kind to join the Global Ghost Gear Initiative, and CPAC Managing Director Rob Johnson said in a press release that they are looking forward to driving positive change for people, economies, and the environment through their expertise in seafood supply chains and commitment to continual improvement. I think that deserves a round of applause, you know. Bravo. So, moving along. While parts of the U.S. government are closed due to the shutdown, NOAA Fisheries announced that they have implemented a period of informed compliance for submission of SIMP data for shrimp and abalone. The compliance provisions, which are in collaboration with U.S. Customs and Border Protection, start December 31st, 2018 and run through March 1st, 2019. Now, according to NOAA, it will be mandatory for foreign shrimp products to be accompanied by harvest and landing data beginning December 31st. In addition, importers will have to maintain chain of custody records for all shrimp and abalone imports entering the U.S. The informed compliance period aims to help importers work through any inadvertent, unintentional, technical, or concerns. While all shrimp and abalone entries will be audited, inspected, and verified for the informed compliance, NOAA added that the entries will not be rejected if their SIMP data is omitted. Mandatory compliance for other species covered under SIMP began January 1st, 2018. And in our final new news story of the day, before we move on to our 2018 recap, the Maine Lobster Marketing Collaborative is planning to focus on pitching new shell lobsters to fishmongers. Now, this is a pretty cool story, and it makes a lot of sense, but the MLMC is the, uh, in the past has primarily focused on teaching chefs and consumers about new shell lobster. You know what it is, why it's different from hard shell lobster, 
Um, well, now they're turning to fishmongers because, as MLMC director Matt Jacobson puts it, if the supplier doesn't carry Maine New Shell, all the education in the world can't get Maine New Shell on that chef's menu. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. And with soft shell lobster accounting for 80% of Maine's annual lobster landings, it's pretty important. Agreed. The collaborative is going to be directing some of their budget from chef tasting parties and training sessions to winning over lobster distributors with the hopes that Maine new shell lobster will become available on more menus. What I think is interesting is that right now Jacobson says that Maine lobster is listed on less than 5% of restaurant menus. That's it? That's not a lot at all. Not a lot at all. Well, best of luck. Definitely a good idea. So we're for it. Yes. For it. Now, finally, our recap of 2018. Here we go. I feel like we should play like, graduation music or something. Yeah, or um, Auld Lang Syne or something. What? Oh, what? You know the New Year's Eve song? No, it's a New Year's Eve song. Sing it. Hum it or something. Um, now, I, now I can't not think of graduation song. <laughs> All right, well, we'll just play with that. The song that plays... I don't know it. There's a New Year's Eve song. Oh my goodness. You're like looking at papers like it's going to appear <laughs> in the paper. for my phone to play oh. it. Yeah. All right. We'll have to get back to everyone on that one. But for the time being, we'll just... No, stop doing that because now I can't think. Okay, oh, it'll come. Bummer. All right. It won't come as a big surprise to most, but updates on the China tariffs dominated headlines. Back in June, we reported that China wasted no time retaliating against President Trump's trade war. The U.S. seafood industry was hit hard, with China imposing punitive tariffs on a range of U.S. seafood exports worth nearly $1 billion. The following month, Trump escalated the trade war by targeting $200 million worth of Chinese exports to the U.S. And the trade war with China wasn't the only hot topic this year. Carlos the Codfather Raphael. Carlos Raphael! Continued to make headlines despite reporting to prison last November for conspiracy, false labeling of fish, bulk cash smuggling, tax evasion, and falsifying federal records. In January, the Raphael-owned fishing vessel Dina Jean was caught cheating on scallop landings in New Bedford. Massachusetts Environmental Police conducted a marine fisheries inspection and located five additional bags of shucked sea scallops. Shucked sea scallops. <laughs> Ooh, that's Sorry, a that was a, that was a. We might have to bleep that sea out. Scallops <laughs> by the sea. <laughs> yeah, just just bleep that one out. Um, so these shucked sea scallops were hidden below a foot of ice and food stores after observing... Wait, that doesn't even make any sense now. Now I have to go back. <laughs> okay, well, okay, so the whole point is that the environmental police, they found additional sea scallops hidden below ice after observing the crew offload the 600 pounds that were permitted for the permitted limit of scallops. So that was wrong, wrong of them. Um, and then the following month, the fishing vessel Dina Jean and the uh, fellow Raphael-owned fishing vessel, the Nemesis, sank at Homer's Wharf in New Bedford. Finally, the addition of shrimp to the Seafood Import Monitoring Program captured a lot of eyes this year. When we started the year, shrimp was exempt from SIMP for the foreseeable future. By April, NOAA announced that shrimp and abalone would be included in SIMP by December 31st, 2018. And that wraps up our 2018 recap of top stories. But before we go, we have some exciting Erneberry news to talk about. Drum roll. We will be going live, launching coverage of European seafood markets 
following the start of the new year. Wow, that beginning is exciting. January 2nd. January 2nd. So, London-based seafood market reporter Lauren McIntyre, who we've had on our podcast previously, will be spearheading this initiative alongside collaborative efforts and directives from within Ernaberry's well-established seafood division. Well-established. Thank you very much. Uh, European seafood coverage will be an exclusive feature available to Comtel subscribers, providing extensive insight, analysis, and wholesale quotations across some of the most traded species within Europe. Items to be quoted within the EU market include shrimp, salmon, cod, haddock, pollock, hake, doversol, and place. Awesome. Specs for each species will span multiple origins, gradings, and packaging presentations, to offer a comprehensive look at the European seafood landscape. Uh, the new service will also offer price and weight conversion tables as a convenient reference when comparing global markets. That's great. Super exciting. I think I have to probably go to the UK to scope this whole thing out, right? Let's do it. All right. Road Rod. Seafood News Podcast in London. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be great. All right. Well, when you come, some things to look forward to when you come back from maternity leave. Yeah. Anyway... We hope everyone had a great 2018 listening to us, and you'll have an even better 2019 listening to us when Lauren leaves us. Uh, I was going to say beginning probably March, <laughs> mid March. <laughs> well, that's when you'll be back, right? Give, give the people something to look forward to. So if you can't stand my voice alone, <laughs> come back to us at least in March. Just push through. It's only a few weeks, guys. I'll be back. <laughs> anyway, we hope everyone has a safe and happy new year, and thanks for being our listeners. 